All right, and we are back with the midweek edition of the We Got It All Figured Out podcast, because as always, we motherfucking do. Let's go. I'm James, the pansexual powerhouse here with the Hebrew Hammer himself, Mike G. I'm still not allowed within 100 yards of a school zone, but I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, you know, I don't like to bring my personal life into it too much. I like to focus on what the fans want and that they want commentary. And, uh, you know, I had a special request from a fan uh, on a hot button very important issue that I think needs to be addressed before we can really dive into any other discussion. People need to know which billionaire has got the fattest ass. <laughs> That's fat with a PH. And honestly, this is going to be an unpopular answer. I'm going to get this started off on a bad foot. You got to give it to Donnie T. Donnie Donald T. Trump has the best dump truck of any president or vice president in history, and I'm looking at you, Kamala! That's my pillow at Mike Lindell. Oh, yeah, you see the picture of him uh, playing tennis? Jesus Christ. Mm, stupid, dummy fucking dick. This is how I knew I was gay. You know, people used to, people who would talk about, like, why is Melania with, with Donald, and it's, like, obviously the money and stuff, but it's like, I think she got him, and I think she was pegging him, because she's like, uh, yes, I am a Slavic woman, but the ass is so fat. <laughs> I have to stick silicone cock in it. Also, Obama put the kids in the cages. I don't give a fuck about Christmas. I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> you, that call with her being annoyed yeah, about yeah, everything yeah, yeah. was amazing. Second thickest billionaire. Hot take here. I'm mm. going David Coke. David Coke. Okay. Who, I actually don't know what he looks like. I believe. Does anybody know what he looks please, like? Please fact check it for me. I believe is dead. I believe David Koch has died David recently. Dead. We're gonna bang it. Still fat at that fat decomposing carcass is still stupid thick. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> stupid thick. Stupid thick. Oh no, he is dead. Charles Koch is alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Party, remember, Republican Party, and yeah, oh shit. Well, the thing about it, I always found ironic in a way about David Koch is that, like, there's a lot of documentaries about his, you know, Georgia Pacific plant and a lot of the other parts of Koch industries where, like, the towns that have them, there's so much waste and toxic fumes, like, can't, lung cancer is sky high. And he, like, had lung cancer, or he had cancer, like, with the, one of the same cancers that was linked to, like, one of his factories. But he had it for decades because he gave, you know, a shit ton of money. And the funny thing, Dave, the Koch brothers are known, and I'm just pulling away from the, the thickest billionaire part because those are the only two that matter. Oprah used to be stupid thick, but she sold out for a fucking fascist movement of unrealistic body standards. She's no longer at peak performance. All cops are bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but David, the Koch brothers are like everyone, even on the right, knows them as like the Republican, like cor original corruptors. Like that was the kind of corruption you cared is, about really. during the Obama years, where like they didn't do it openly in government. Whereas now they just say fuck it. So David Koch, like in my head, always even coming up was like the personification of like evil, like a big business, like in the worst ways. Right, right, right. And funny enough, like the one positive thing he was doing was he gave people were like, oh, but he gives all this money to cancer research. Like, yeah, because he fucking has it. Right. <laughs> He's benefiting. And that's the only time he cares. And that's the one thing about conservatives that I think is has always been largely true. One of the cliches is that they never give a shit about something until it happens to them. Yep. Yeah, that's why even Ben Shapiro, as much as I love his brain in a lot of ways and like his opinion on things like for him, he's he has a very like clear kind of like shortage of empathy. Like he val like he values too many th like too many parts in my opinion of capitalism, the free market, and free trade above like things, which is you know I don't always think is the right uh you know the right spot to take, and I think he's a little too um, 
he's a little too like sure of it like he's not i think he could be more humble about it like mm-hmm. climate change i think is one like a you know i'm conflicted on like how you handle that but he's like no you can never destroy america's economy and it's like well here's the thing too, like, like, i don't know why the money is always like or the economy is always paramount and here's the thing it's not even the economy that they really seem to give a shit about it's like the stock market and other things that are completely not indicative of the general population how well we're doing for instance mm-hmm. stock markets are doing fantastic right now and we have the most young adults living at home since the Great Depression. The war, worst, in, the war. worst income inequality and in American history. It passed the Gilded Age years ago. So right, right. There, there's not even really anything to compare it to now. It's just there's not it's just always going to be forever. Will now just keep being the worst income inequality we've ever had. And every year it'll be worse. And here's the thing. I mean, I, I don't want to hear another goddamn word about being the greatest country in the world while we have literal breadlines. And end end of discussion right there. You know, if you have people who lost their jobs through no fault of their own, hardworking people, this hits and we completely fucked it up and now they're in breadlines. We can't make a case for being the greatest country on earth and, oh, we put America first and all this stuff if that's how our civilians get treated. And we also can't do that. You know, that, that, that pans out, of course, to other issues as well. You know, like glaring issues like, you know, how veterans are treated with the VA and all their all their stuff. But it, it's just an overall thing. You know, the funny thing is, though, you were talking about how conservatives, you know, until it happens to them. It's been brought to my attention, right, just from various messages I've gotten that, you know, the people who listen to this show, we've got such a widespread of people. Like, we've got people who are, are rather on the conservative end of the spectrum and also people who are wildly on the left side of the spectrum. And I think that's awesome because that just means that people are open to hearing opposing viewpoints and open discussion, etc. You know, I, th- I think it's a healthy thing. But with that, there are two things that I, I keep getting asked for clarification on and those are also things that are pretty relevant to the political scene right now. The first one is the $15 an hour minimum wage. I want to hit on that immediately because that's Don't actually like it. in the description <laughs> or actually in the discussion. Um, after that, we'll hit on Medicare for all because that's one also, I mean, it's not immediately up. I mean, forced to vote didn't work. But the thing with that is that that's an issue that became hot in like 2015 and people kind of made up their minds about it. And I feel like most people haven't really re- revisited it since then. And I think it's worth revisiting, okay, what is it? How does it work? Why will it or will it not work? And so I want to touch on both of those. But for $15 an hour minimum wage, you uh, kind of just jumped in right there. So no. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just, just giving us the take. I was just simplifying. Um, I don't necessarily, I don't, again, with every issue in this, it's all about fucking just terrible branding and the no substance in the issue. Like, for, like, I don't know if $15 minimum wage, just blanket is the answer. Like, I'm honestly more into the idea of sub of making sure the not making sure people have a, a certain amount of money that then they're supposed to put towards basic human needs i'd like those needs to just be covered and then the income ranges are just people who live with the bare minimum they have their food they have their you know basic apartment studio apartment if they're unmarried whatever it would be i'm not sure what the exact system would be yeah. and then it's like okay yeah maybe you can't eat out because your job only pays you know whatever at mcdonald's like but guess what we know you're not going to end up on the streets. No unless, more fucking unless, bread lines. At least because like, we know you're taking care of it. Unless you, of course, get on drugs. or Then that's on you, man. But I think I think that's... And, and also, now obviously there's a question about like how much do you have to provide if they have a kid? Is it, you know, before they're in school? Like, because school is already provided, which is good. Public education is good. But like, do you also provide child care? And do you provide, like, what things are necessary? Now that's a conversation you have, but I think the idea of that, like... 
So you're talking about like it's possibly extending to like universal child care, and I feel you almost leading up to UBI, and I'm getting excited no, about that discussion. No, no, no. I'm taking money. I'm taking giving someone money directly out of it. I think that because okay. I don't think that's a great because humans are stupid, and that's why the poorest True. people play the most lottery. For example, these people aren't good with money, so that's why you can't expect giving them more money is going to make them better at living productive lives and getting into the American system. I think what's better is if, yeah, guess what? You're working at McDonald's, you make dog shit money, and it's like, yeah, I have to eat fucking cheap meat or like the ground beef, but guess what? I got a roof over my head, and I have it, like, I'm not going to starve to death. I have clean water. I My kid can at least go to school during the day, so I don't have to worry about, like, that's, I'm sorry I rambled, but I came the entire time I was going off. <laughs> now answer. <laughs> yeah, you need to get laid, bro. Uh, no, I'm born laid, again bro. virgin. Born and again let me virgin. tell you, wonderful. Wonderful. You can be so selfish. <laughs> it's great. Well, here's my take on it. So, little story time because I like talking about me. I don't have a college degree, right? But I work with basically everybody who does. And so, but how I did it was I got a $9 an hour call center job and worked my way up that industry. That was a small business that, again, was employing people at $9 an hour and then a commission structure. If we're looking at something like a $15 an hour minimum wage, that type of business simply wouldn't exist. That opportunity would have not existed for me and for a number of other people that I know who worked their way up that company and are now in great positions themselves. That story aside, because I'm sure that's not a terribly common thing, but I'm, I'm sure in other industries, there's got to be some kind of co comparable example, right? Just overall, the small business sector is really on its last legs, right? The $15 an hour minimum wage this year February of 2021 is not the same conversation it was of February 2020. Because the corporations, again, they're going to be relatively unaffected by this, but it's a question of can the small business sector handle it? That's really the only question of this. Because again, I would love to see everybody make $15 an hour minimum. I think that'd be fantastic. Just raise everybody's quality of life. But the, again, the question becomes, will the small business sector still exist? Will people be able to start up a business and build something for themselves or not? Or what I'm afraid would happen is that we enact this when all the small businesses are already on their last legs, they topple, that small business sector topples, and then the corporations take that market. And then it, it just seems to me that, especially coming from somebody who's as much of a corporatist as Joe Biden, and I don't trust his motives at all, and we know who his donors are, and we know where his loyalty lies. It looks to me like if you really wanted corporations to take all the power of the marketplace in America, this is exactly what you would do. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's, and that's probably the most like not progressive position, I like not leftist position I hold because I'm staunchly against this $15 an hour minimum wage federally. Um, but that's just how I see it. I, I, I don't think that that is a positive move to be packaged in with the other progressive policies, at least on the federal level. I think it does need to be decided on a case by case, state by state basis, because otherwise corporations win, small business loses, and I don't think we get it back. That's a really good point, And I've literally never heard that perspective anymore like I'm really like I've never yeah. I've never thought about that and it's as dumb as almost like shill as it sounds like I can with all the other evidence about how it, like and just objective reality seeing how corporations especially in the last year have acted made a killing it man. makes perfect I can literally that makes perfect sense with their MO Jimmy Dore had a similar interesting point that you don't normally think of. I was like Jimmy like uh, when this when you remember like and they've done it a bunch of times now like when the pandemic started they, all of a sudden the government just started saying like by the way, we have some UFOs. We're not saying they're aliens. We don't know what they are, blah, blah, blah. Like, they started just saying, <laughs> bro, which we doesn't get enough attention. That's so fucking quick, dude. I know, like, that's, which is crazy. And Jimmy, and Jimmy Dore made the point on Rogan, I believe, and that was, I was like, oh, shit. He's like, well, 
yeah, they say that, they they admit that there might be aliens, right at the same time they say they're building a space force, so all of a sudden now they have a reason for another avenue of the military-industrial yeah. <laughs> complex. I didn't think about that, but it's holy It's like, shit. Jesus Christ, and it makes, <laughs> it's scary because you don't even have to go, would that, and it's like, yes! Yeah, that's why they're they doing would. it. And that's not a conspiracy, that's literally just them If marketing. the question is, would the government make a bad call that would fuck over the working class to benefit corporations, the answer is always yes. So just understand that, and everything will make a lot more sense and we always say anything the government if you can if we say all right name something the government has done that was good for you and you say okay it was this i ask you of that same thing whatever policy tax but did it also make rich people happy if the answer is yes that's why they did it not because of you because of them and you just happened to overlap and here's the thing they probably did a bunch of, it was probably one of those omnibus things in, in most cases nine times out of ten it was an omnibus thing where you got a little something that made you happy you know you got your little 600 bucks and then poured more into the military industrial complex and more into these big corporate donors who did more stuff that Nancy Pelosi was able to profit off the stocks, you know, with conveniently timed trades day before type stuff. Did you see, I'm sorry, did you see the yep. shit she, her fucking hip, everything she can be a hypocrite about, she does. All she has done is freak out about, the, the, the Trump people invaded the Capitol building, we need all this security. And they installed like, the, everyone has to go through like metal detectors and searches and stuff. You already had to do that. I think, yeah, it's probably a show. She gets caught just avoiding them. Like, she go, she would have, like, steps <laughs> around them, and she's like, what well, shouldn't be? It's like, she, like, I genuinely... You know, I always talk shit. This is worse I, than you the, this is worse than the hair salon. If you though. look at her and you see, and you if you feel positively towards her in some way, or you idolize her... You might be a sociopath. I genuinely feel bad for you. I don't trust you. Listen, I don't like people who don't like dogs and like Nancy Pelosi. That's about it. I think that's my stepmom. Love you, stepmom, but uh, <laughs> let's calm it down. She's not that great. It's same thing with other people in my family. Like, you know, who pulled the, oh, we got this person, so-and-so is a woman. I say, okay, now explain why that's good. And they say, oh, well, you have to? okay, so Kamala, I don't care how many times I make this point. Kamala Harris... If you talk about single people, has put more minorities in prison than almost any other humans in the last few generations Ever. in modern history. <laughs> the only person who's done more is our president. <laughs> Who, again, to the point about a week ago that I made, she has been on record on national television saying that she believes his accusers of sexual assault. Yeah, so she I, believes Tara Reid. I don't want to rehash that another full time, but, but who I the mean, fuck knows? They're probably all rapists. Who knows? Again, we always just say it's it's fake. It's, it's nonsense. They're losers. They fuck them. I don't point. care what yeah. they think. So let's actually talk about something more fascinating than these losers is uh, Medicare, Medicare for, for all. all. That's another big thing right now. And you know, the I'm, old, to, I'm about to make that shift back left. So I'll let you take you. it off, but I just want to preface with you know, Bernie is spearheading a lot of the. Both of these things in a lot of ways right now really well, getting them in the, the conversation in American politics, which I me. can respect him for. But yep. I have lost, I have lost most of my respect for Bernie. Now I don't know if that's to be fair. I don't know if that's fair. Uh, I don't know his personality. I've never met him, obviously, but just seeing the way he responded to what ha what the Democrats did to him in 2016 and how they did it even worse in 2020. And that's not even accounting for. All the harassment they did on him and smearing and the brutal, the such bullshit about him, you know, and he just took it. And he was out there advocating for a party that was openly cheating. And he would, he, 
was such a pansy. I kind of agree because here's the thing. And if you'd asked me in 2020 or even early on, you know, that election cycle, I would have said, yes, I would. I don't agree with Bernie on everything, but I would be okay with him being our president because I think that he's someone who could lead us. After seeing the sheer amount of that he was willing to take from the Democrat Party and just roll over and not push for any substantive policy in the Biden administration. No, I would not want him as a president. You know why? Because he would get absolutely bulldozed on the world stage. He would get bullied by China. He would get bullied by Russia. He would get bullied by everybody else. And I just don't think he's a strong enough leader to make that happen. Now, again, strong moral character as far as you know the progressive issues that he's been pushing for since literal decades before anyone else was 30 know. years before Hillary Clinton was okay with gay people yep yep I mean listen but imagine, he was the imagine being a, a a vocal gay rights ally in 1980 who supported a black presidential candidate yep yep but anyways um to Medicare for all really the conversation comes down to it sounds nice but how are you gonna pay for it? How are you gonna pay for it? And um, you hear that from the conservative side. That's the main, you know, main thing on that side. You're looking at like your CNN liberals, right? They'll hit you with the same thing. How are you gonna pay for it? And it really becomes an interesting question. So there's multiple studies that have been done on this. We're talking about Yale epidemiologists. We're talking about a study from the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Basically, they found the same thing. Right? And this was within the last couple of years. You know, our healthcare spending recently is just gonna keep rising. And, you know, it's estimated to reach about six trillion a year by 2027. Now, a Medicare for all system is actually going to cost less than the current system. Essentially, what that does is it's going to reduce U.S. healthcare cost spending by about 13 percent, which equates to about 450 billion a year. Basically, what this means is over a decade, because, you know, of course, that's what you always you know, judge these types of policy changes on. It's going to be about five trillion dollars over a 10 year period. So as far as how are you going to pay for it? It's really a bigger question of how are you not going to pay for it? And that's a point that Jimmy Dore makes all the time. Now, there's that. Literally does make more fiscal sense to enact a Medicare for all policy. The other thing is just the, I, I, I think it's worth, contrary to what Ben Shapiro seems to believe, I think empathy in politics is a good thing. You have to. I mean, we're fucking with people's lives. At the end of the day, we have, and this again will depend on the study, but anywhere between 35 and 68,000 preventable deaths a year by people who literally just can't afford to pay to save their own lives. Having a Medicare for all system in place, a guarantee that you're not going to die because you can't pay, your children are not going to die because you can't pay, grandma's not going to die because you can't pay or crowdfund for it. Uh, that's just the right thing to do. And the fact that every other so-called developed country on earth has this figured out and we don't is an absolute national disgrace. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this is even still up for debate really tells you who's in charge of the political discussions in America. It's big pharma. It's the corporations who don't want this to happen because they're going to take a hit for it. When you look at this, I mean, even the majority of Republicans are, are supporting this now. It like, just peaked over 50%. It's massively popular among Democrats, obviously. Massively popular among independents. And I think that really shows you, you know, this is what the people want. And this is what fiscally and morally makes sense. And so to not do that anymore, especially, I love returning to this point, in a global pandemic where nobody's got a fucking job, so nobody has their previous health insurance anyways, it just makes the most fucking sense to do. That's my Medicare for all rants. I think it's a pretty simple one, a pretty cut and dry issue, much more so than the $15 an hour minimum wage. And when you say that's a good idea, what do I say? No. I don't say how are you gonna pay for it, I say how the fuck are you gonna make sure it works? That's the Government other thing. can't do anything right. This is true. They're corrupt. So that, no, those, 
I don't know that I want no. to Here's the thing. We need it, but I don't know that I want Biden in charge of it. That is now, a fair I, point. I want to address your point <laughs> substantively. Now, you brought some data to the table, which I can appreciate. Um, now, I, one of those studies was from Yale. All I'll say is Yale puts tampon machines in their boys' bathroom because they say, quote, anyone can menstruate. So I'm not inclined to really take them that seriously, but let's give it, let's give them a mulligan. And let's they, say they have an inclusive bathroom rule. I'm in favor of that. Jesus Christ, we're going to have to make a whole episode about that. And guess what? I'm going to have Candace with me. Me and Candace Owen, we're on your ass. Hey, man. But um, healthcare, I, from what I understand, is one of the, in terms of um, internal issues, not counting like foreign policy, like national issues. No. I believe it's the most complicated. And like in terms of just how many, how much data is involved in the price and like it's the most expensive thing I think we pay for besides, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to start talking about fucking budget allocation. <laughs> but my problem with Medicare, I do believe honestly that Medicare for all is probably the best healthcare solution because we already have multiple case studies of it working. And there are, and yeah, there are downsides like in Canada, you wait a long time for medic, you know, medicine. I think it's fair to know that there are countries that have very long waiting times and countries that are very short waiting yeah, times. Yeah, you, lo- you have It's really less about the method and as it is the implementation. To well, your yeah, po- and you, point, and there's also long waits here. I mean, think about it. It's like it's you true. have to you have to go to only doctors and shit. In your you have own, to wait for it or in your network, and it's like you have to get. And if they're not available, then you have to pay out a pot. You know, so it's not perfect. Which nobody can do now because they don't have a fucking job. Where they have but the there is stuff. a reason why the wealthier people in other countries come to America is because we ha- we are the best at innovating, and you know. It's it's tough question because you want you know you you want that innovation but you don't want people dying because they can't afford healthcare. You so, ready for a new, you ready for a soundbite? We're the best at innovating, terrible at allocating. Oh God, <laughs> that's We're, that's gonna be my gotcha meme for the week. I'm gonna kill you with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bernie will pay for my procedure. But like I don't think you know, so I I don't want people dying because they don't have medicine. How are you going to pay for Medicare? Well, if you think about it in the most fundamental level, it's pretty fucking simple. Right now, the government subsidizes all the healthcare from the private companies that have to make a profit. And we also are not allowed to negotiate any drug prices, which is a huge part of what we subsidize or pay for from the healthcare companies. So cutting out the part that's for profit seems pretty fucking self-explanatory that it's supposed to cut costs. And well, and here's the thing. This is I don't know. This is why I mean, and, and keep in mind too the the cost of drugs in America, even like within like our parents' lifetimes, like like let's say we'll say just 1970 to present, right? Which I, I, in that time frame, the cost of prescription drugs has just exponentially increased across the board per capita. Not in, not to match inflation, but just to the point now where things that in like the UK cost like a hundred bucks, if you're living paycheck to paycheck in America you will go bankrupt. The majority of Americans living paycheck to paycheck are one medical emergency away from complete bankruptcy. Yes. One of any emergency. Five, I think Which, that's, yeah, that's, just, that's, that's, it's a greater issue than just 500, that, Any that $500, I think it was like 60% of Americans before the pandemic couldn't afford a $500 emergency. Yeah, where do you think we're at now? Like, fuck. All of them. I can't. I have the money for five. I have more than $500, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I still can't pay for it. I don't know how, but I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jesus no. Christ. That's... It, so my, so Again, that, that... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to... The one thing I wanted to wrap up with my point is that I think it's... Honestly, overall, the best solution, probably Medicare for all. 
Um, but my issue with that is that I have zero faith in the government being able to implement it effectively and without just fucking up. Because it's not just that they can never implement something that's not for the rich effectively. It's that they also can never fix it effectively. True. So it's not, so we're going to get a shitty thing that's worse than what we were supposed to get, and then they're not going to fix it for a long time. And if they do fix it, it's going to come again in some sort of omnibus package where the military-industrial complex conveniently always gets more money. How does that work? Yeah, it's like, well, bullets are pills, so they get extra money for that. Or it's, it's always something stupid like that. Again, America first is just code for like, the third world. Remember, I don't Find know if you ever heard these memes, like with the um, when Michelle Obama was like trying to fix school lunches and people were like looking <laughs> at it. Sorry, you've never had a school lunch, so that's like an ethereal thing you just My can't understand. My school lunches, mom made the best school lunches. Your ever. school lunches were the same thing as dinner. <laughs> <So>. Leftovers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You had the leftovers for dinner. Um, but. God, I love homeschool humor. Jesus <laughs> But, like, I remember there was, like, all these things about funding and all these stupid loopholes. So, like, junk food, like, because pizza had tomato sauce, it was the whole, like, pizza was considered a fucking vegetable. No way, dude. Like, yeah, shit like that. And it's like, bruh. Yeah. I, I I just remember the memes coming out of that where it was, like, you know, just shitting on Michelle Obama for taking away all the good food. But, like, from everything I understand, like, that's just not how it was. No, there was a change. I remember they, my cafeteria used to sell these, like, really good cookies. And we were, I remember, like, we remember the change from, like, they, I think they were using, like, whole wheat flour or something. Like, and people were going, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a noticeable change. Thanks, Obama. But it's like, yes, your cookie is slightly <laughs> less decadent. Take up arms. <laughs> and again, it was just, uh, it was one of those, I think it was, you know, it was just, it was another example of like, really, this is where you want to put your energy. Now, students understand their kids. They're the ones dealing with it. Like they're students. But the for if you were an adult getting pissy about that, I got no time for those little fucking bums. It's about time to wrap this up. <laughs> it is about time. I don't want to make these people's heads explode with wisdom anymore. <laughs> So. Yeah. so to wrap up, we uh, we're, we're we're less than fans of a uh, federal minimum wage, but fifteen dollar minimum dope. wage bad. Medicare for all good if you can do it fucking right, which they can't. Spoiler alert: tampons in the boys' bathroom bad. Tampons in the boys' bathroom inclusive. Auschwitz, yeah. <laughs> Uyghurs. <laughs> all right, we're fucking out of here. Peace.